0: You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, Episode 6. From people of faith, hope, courage, and lots of knowledge, welcome to the Sound the War Cry podcast. We are your source for inspiration, motivation, and practical advice from faith-based leaders to help you mentally and physically prepare for the unforeseen days that lie ahead in our world. Please note that our viewpoints are merely for your entertainment and do not represent the LDS Church or any faith-based Christian religion. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mitchell, and today we are talking with Aaron Ellis again. He is amazing. We always have great conversation together. We're going to be talking about the significance of numbers. Now, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to even look at numbers and consider numbers when we're looking at timelines and when we're reading the scriptures And we're reading in Daniel and Revelations and all of these awesome scriptures that talk about end times and uh, the second coming. So today, Aaron and I are going to just dig a little bit deeper and help you understand why numbers are important, why we should be looking at them, and how we can really turn to numbers to watch for the second coming of our Savior So here we go. Here's our conversation together. And I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. The discussion tonight.
1: (laughs) Yes. Numbers. (laughs) About
0: numbers. So Aaron Ellis, you're back with us, a superstar. Um, loving your stuff on on the YouTube. You're Japanese. Awesome. You did a yeah, great my job.
1: my Japanese version is up and it's rolling out, so that's great to have that. that and
0: done. tell our listeners again how they find you on YouTube because you don't go by Aaron Ellis.
1: That's right. My YouTube channel name is something that makes sense to the Japanese members and not to the English-speaking members so much. So, um, but if you put in my name, if you just go onto YouTube and you do a search on my name, Aaron Ellis, A-A-R-O-N-E-L-L-I-S, it'll still come up because it's it's tagged. The yeah. video is tagged with yes. my name, so yeah, that'll okay. be an easier way to find my video. Um, and there's two versions of the English video, so make sure you take uh, you listen to version two. Version one is still up because I didn't want to lose the comments that were in the comment section. Some really mm-hmm. great comments there. But version two, it's basically the same content, but it does have some additional thoughts and insights uh, from With the from comments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really good stuff. Um, but tonight we're going to be talking about um, something cool numbers, you guys. So let's get into numbers and why they are possibly symbolic. Why do you think that numbers are symbolic and why do people overlook? numbers? Because I'm not talking about the book sure. of numbers. I'm talking about actual right. numbers in the scriptures.
1: Right. I mean, if, if you read the, the, the scriptures and particularly in the Old Testament, numbers are, are all through it. And in our modern day society, we, we, we've lost the significance of the symbolism of the numbers. And so when we read them, it's like, huh, he just said those numbers. I don't know what they mean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, in ancient Judaic culture, though, it was so prevalent in their society that any educated Jew just knew what the this, this symbolism of the number meant. Mm-hmm. So if they read the scripture, they'd be like, oh, I understand what that means because I have that background. But then you fast forward to us, you know, some thousand years later, we've lost the, the significance of those numbers.
0: why did we lose that?
1: Um, I suspect it's, it's it, because of the dark ages, right? So religion was very prevalent and then we went through the dark ages or in LDS terminology, the apostasy. And then when we came back from that, for whatever reason, the, the symbolism of the numbers was lost. Um, it's lost to Christianity, right? In other words, mm-hmm. in modern day Jew Jewish uh, culture and customs and and religion, those the significance of the numbers is still very very much intact, right? So if you're a practicing Jew, you know what the 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 significance of a particular number is, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, in Christianity, we've just lost that, and you would not have that unless you did it um, went out of your way to to try to learn these things.
0: Yeah, are numbers like secret codes? Does it is it like a secret? Uh, Kind of I wouldn't
1: I would describe it as a secret code per se. Um, in in Judaism, you know, the reason why they ha- they even have well, okay, I, I have two th- thoughts on the matter about why Jewish religious culture has numbers and and symbolism of numbers. Either, you know, Jewish culture originally just said, "Hey, let's think of these numbers with these these meanings." And just in other words, it was just sort of random. Or, and this is what I think is is more relevant is the symbolism of numbers was taught to Adam from the Lord. And the, these symbolisms carried through the generations all the way down through into Jewish religious culture. But for whatever reason, they've, they've, we've lost the, the, num- the understanding in Christianity.
0: Okay, can we talk about some of the numbers that might be significant to us today that we might wanna just take a look at?
1: Okay, sure. Um, all right, so, so certain numbers could have important meaning for the latter days. Some examples could be, one hundred forty-four thousand, right? That number shows up in um, in Revelations, in the book of Revelation. Um, One hundred forty-four thousand itself doesn't have express number, it's, but it's a component. It's a composite of twelve times twelve times a thousand. So twelve yes. represents the priesthood. Yes. And then a thousand signific- signifies multitudes or many. So you have twelve multiplied by twelve again, which just further reinforces the meaning of the uh, the base number of twelve. So the priesthood multiplied by the priesthood. So extreme power in the priesthood held by multitudes. Uh, and so that, that could be the underlying significance of that number. Hmm. Um, another number is seven. Seven is repre- a big number. It's a big number. Uh, it's really, really big, even within Judaism. Uh, seven represents spiritual perfection and completeness.
0: Completion, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so in my YouTube video on the Seventh Seal perspective, um, there's a lot of information about the sev- about seven in terms of second coming events. Um, in my in my video, I talked about how um, the second coming signs and events could take place within a seven year period of time between two solar eclipses in 2017 and 2024. Yes. Um, and so the first Would eclipse- Do you still
0: e- stand by that?
1: You know, um, I, I've continued to do uh, research into second coming signs and events. Um, I, I don't want to completely have no faith in that timeline. Um, I never really had complete faith in it, to be honest. I just wanted to help other people understand what the seventh seal perspective is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there is significance with the, with the eclipses and with that seven year period. However, whether or not the great and terrible day of the Lord happens at the midpoint in the spring of 2021, which is just a couple months away, I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. And I don't think it really matters. I think what, what's most important is that we just continue to develop our, um, our understanding about the seven seal signs and events and prepare as much as we can, regardless of when it comes.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So this number seven is completion, seven days to create the earth.
1: Seven right. days to create the well, six days to create Earth, Earth plus the one day of of rest. rest. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Completely, it's it's seven. Uh, seven days in a week uh, that that completes the week, uh, et cetera. So it's all seven kinds of seven years of famine. That's right. Yeah. Seven
0: seven years of disaster, or whatever. We're in tribulation.
1: That's right. That's right. Seven years of yeah. So seven comes all through. It's, it's all through the Old Testament, and it kind of comes into play in Latter-day Revelation as well.
0: So interesting. But then you have the number six.
1: Uh, the number six, I'm sure has some level of, of significance in Judaism, but I, I couldn't find it. I, I tried six, to six f- six. Well, oh well, yeah. If you put all three together, six, 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 then that yeah, that represents
0: and then that know. wouldn't mean completion. So that sounds like no. it is Satan, right? Like it's less yeah. than perfect almost, you know. So maybe
1: that's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. So
0: that I've heard that. That's interesting.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It falls just short of perfection. <laughs> it falls
0: short, right? Yeah. Something to that, think that about. That makes sense. Yeah. The yeah. number three
1: the number three yeah three also represents completion and divine perfection so you could think in terms of the godhood i'm oh,
0: sorry godhead. The, godhead, the godhead. the godhead at that Head. point yep. yeah yeah okay what other numbers do we have um, um well, you know about the half hour of silence that's an interesting time period that's 28 yeah it's not really no, no. like a
1: yeah, half hour of silence i talk about that in my video as well so mm-hmm. there's a diversion way of thinking about that, right? Either it's 30 minutes of earth time, in which it's just 30 minutes. So 30 minutes of silence, what significance would that mean? That's such a short period of time. Mm. Or it's 30 minutes, uh, it's 30 minutes in heaven though, right? So it could be 30 minutes of God's time. And if you calculate that out, you know, we know that that, um, one day to... God is worth, is equivalent to 1,000 earth years. You can find reference Mm -hmm. to that in Peter and then also in uh, the book of Moses in the the, uh, proliferate price. So one day of God's time is 1,000 days of earth time. If you calculate that out, a half an hour of God's time is about almost 21 earth years. It's 20.83 to be precise. Oh
0: yeah, 20.83, that's right. About
1: almost 21 years. So 21, does that have a significance in terms of Judaic numerology? I couldn't find anything on that. Mm -hmm. It could be a composite though of three times seven. Right Three times seven is twenty one yeah well, again, three is divine perfection, and seven, seven is, is spiritual completion. perfection or completion, so
0: yeah,
1: it, when you do a composite of those numbers, it just reinforces or strengthens the underlying base numbers that that go into the calculation, right so three times seven is twenty one completeness and divine perfection yeah could, could be an important significance there
0: um seventy seven or the quorum of the 70 or whatever you know, uh, so yes 70 is 70. another number that,
1: that has spiritual significance. Um, and again, this is a composite of seven times 10. so you have spiritual perfection, and then 10 is the it means um, ordinal perfection, so everything in its proper order. Mm. So you have spiritual perfection and order comes together. so that might have an, a meaning for you know that particular. Uh, role of the priesthood, this, uh, the 70. Mm-hmm. You also have 70 weeks. So in the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. there is Daniel's vision of 70 weeks. I also talk about that in my seventh seal perspective video mm-hmm. um, where, um, so in ancient Jewish religious and culture, um, a, let me get this, make sure I get this right. A week represents a year. And there are some some scriptural references for for why they that that they had that understanding. This is a different concept of time than is, one day yeah. is a thousand years. That's you know this is back in ancient Jewish culture and religion where they sometimes associated a week with a year. So seventy weeks under that understanding would be four hundred and ninety years, and this is the basis for the timeline which I expound upon in my YouTube video.
0: Hmm. Have you heard of the Enoch calendar? Have you followed that?
1: Yeah, a, a little bit. I, I honestly haven't done a whole bunch of research into that, but yeah, I do know that. it. it is I know a, a lot of
0: other religions do follow the Enoch calendar. Right. But they do have similar timelines. Like they do believe like this is the year we're right. going to translate it. Right? right. It's coming. It's coming. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm waiting for that day too. I'm hoping it's soon.
1: Yeah. I would love you know? to see these things start to happen for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah, so what other numbers did I not get? The two thousand. Um, 2,000?
1: I don't know. I, I tried to see if there was any significance to that. Um, the number 2,000 itself doesn't really have anything, but it could be a composite of some numbers, right? So, 10 times 2 times 100, for example. And I, Honestly, though, I don't know. It what that It would... also
0: could be that they, but if the seventh seal was opened in the year 2,000?
1: Like right. Well, then... it could have been. Um, yeah, that's right. And again, I explained about that in my video. It's, it's a long-winded explanation, but yeah, mm-hmm. the seals yeah. of the Book of Revelation tie to each 1,000 years of basically man's presence on the earth. So the seventh seal would then be from about 2000 to about 3000 AD. Yeah. Is there significance to the number 2000 though? I'm, yeah. I'm well,
0: really it's sure. interesting, but we also hear about the 2000 stripling warriors. Is that just right. a coincidence too? I don't know. That's Some right. of these numbers just come up here and there and I'm like, Oh, right. could this mean anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it very likely, would, I, I suspect that um, if the significance of numbers in terms of sort of modern day events playing out, particularly second to coming events play out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the LDS leadership calls attention to the numbers and the significance in, in like general conference talk or something like that.
0: Hmm. So that it's,
1: it's what do you think
0: we're coming. to learn from uh, the second coming? Like, what should we be? Is there is something in the numbers that we should be looking for if we are in fact in the seventh seal? Um, and we are, and it did in fact open in the year 2000, right? Right. So, and we also had that eclipse in 2017, so there's a few more numbers to go until we get to what mark? I mean, what are we, what are we looking for? What's next, do you think?
1: Well, okay, so uh, again, my, my video is about the Seventh Seal perspective, in which there's uh, various interpretations of things, and, and they may or may not be true, but if, if for example, that particular uh, situation is the way it's playing out, we have a seven year period between the eclipses of 2017 and 2024. These are not necessarily astronomical events as much as they would be sort of biblical events, biblical prophecy playing out in, in, in the heavens. Yes. Um, the half point, so in in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there are various different uh, points in scripture where it talks about 3.5 years. Sometimes it's stated as 42 months, sometimes it's 1,360 days, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's equivalent of 3.5 years. So if you took, take two two periods of time of 3.5 years and put them back to back, that's seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. With with the midpoint being significant because it's the midpoint between the two periods of 3.5 years.
0: And we've heard the word hinge point before too. We've, had the,
1: we've heard the Several word hinge times. point as well. That's right. So it's very, very possible that we're in the times that lead up to the second coming uh, events that, that come about before Jesus Christ returns.
0: Would you say the second half of that seven years then?
1: Well... If you, if you cut the seven years between the two eclipses in half, the midpoint or the hitch right point of that is the spring of 2021. Um, mm. and, and we can see just in the events playing out in American politics that things are in a lot of upheaval. There's a lot of uh, a huge disparity in terms of uh, the American populace being either divided to one side or the other, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's very feasible to see that sort of break down into something. Um, one concept that I've studied a little bit about is a second American civil war playing out um and there's a see if i can find this quote this was by um yeah i found it by uh, orson pratt this is what he said and i don't know how this ties in necessarily to our our discussion about numbers but in terms of an event that could happen soon if is it okay with you if i just read this this oh i would love that this um this reference this is given by orson pratt and it's found in the journal of discourses chapter 20 page 151 Mm. he says this what then will be the condition of that people when this great and terrible war shall come It will be very different from the war between the North and the South. Do You wish me to describe it? I will do so. It will be a war of neighborhood against neighborhood, city against city, town against town, county against county, state against state, and they will go forth destroying and being destroyed and manufacturing will in great measure cease for a time among the American nation." And he goes on to say say more things. Basically, this is gonna come to pass unless the American populace repent. Um, And I think there are some members of the populace who are repentant right now, but by and large, we're not. And so I sort of see that this is sort of the, the inevitable yeah. result of the, the huge disunity. This sounds that scary,
0: happened. but looking at the world right now, could it change overnight to become that? How many years do you think it would take till we got to that point? Um, this is a scary thing to think about, guys, but it does it say in the latter half is going to be more, more tribulation and trial for us. And, right. and is it going to be the Civil War times yet? I think it is going to happen, but I don't know when.
1: Yeah, and, and I, of course, I, I'd be more than happy to have this uh, be delayed a generation or two, <laughs> but, right. but I, 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 I fear that the unfortunate truth is that it's coming a lot sooner than later, um, and so that behooves us to be prepared as much as we can. We need to be prepared as much as we can in terms of knowledge of the second coming. We need to be prepared as much as we can in terms of physical preparation with food and water and other emergency needs. But more than any, more than those two things, the third thing we really need to do is be prepared spiritually for the second coming events.
0: Yeah. So in 2024, are we saying there's going to be another eclipse then?
1: Yes, that, that's definite. There will be an eclipse. Uh, astronomers know that that's going to happen. And yeah. interestingly, it's going to form an X right over the heartland of America, not yeah. right over Jackson County, Missouri per se, but over the heartland of America, um, the general heartland of America. And so that could signify that um, that's the place where, you know, uh, the New Jerusalem will be built up uh, that sort of thing um, the, and there's symbolism with with x as well uh, in mm-hmm. in judeish in judaic um, the alphabet the last character the tav or the ta was uh, it's the last character and it has a symbol but it 's also sometimes represented as an x uh, mm-hmm. and it re- represent you know the completion of of you know, a time of tribulation in 2024. So if the Seventh-day perspective is, I'm sorry, the 7th seal perspective is correct, and those two eclipses do have significance, then we're going into the second half of the time of tribulation in the spring. And, you know, if we tie it back to the concept of a woman in labor, sometimes that motif shows up in, in, in the scriptures as well. As women who, I, I've, I'm not a woman, I haven't had children, but if you, women who have had that experience of having labor, you know, labor pains are painful in the beginning, and then about mm-hmm. midpoint through the labor, then it really starts to intensify and get really painful. Yeah. So we could be seeing some intense labor pains, if you will, uh, coming about in, in, you know, starting this year.
0: Yeah. Will the Savior come and save us and help us through that time, do you think?
1: I don't think he's going to come straight away. I think that there's, there's various events that have to happen to build up to the second coming, to, to the Lord actually coming in his <laughs> glory. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to see the New Jerusalem established. Um, we probably are going to see the, the lost 10 tribes come back. Um, the anointing of the 144,000 seems to happen before the second coming. So there's a lot of things that need to happen before that, that actually comes. Um, one thing that's important to remember is that Jesus Christ will come back before his official second coming multiple times, mm-hmm. before he comes back in his glory, right? He's going to come back. So we Ottoman. may have
0: seen him as, as faithful God followers, right? People who love Jesus Christ and follow him and been waiting for him. We may have already seen him by the hard stuff.
1: You know, it's really interesting that you have bring that up. So, I don't know how many of your listeners have read the book *Visions of Glory*. A lot,
0: um, maybe a lot. A lot um, yeah.
1: So, in that book, it, there's a a motif of Jesus Christ appearing, but not in His glory. Like He's able to sort of disguise His glory and appear as a, a, a normal person. Hmm. You know? So, if you were to see, Joseph, if you were to see Jesus Christ, not in His glory, with a shaven face, wearing a suit, would you recognize?
0: Right. Him? You know, um, that's interesting. I don't know it, that I would. If we know. see
1: him in his glory, we will recognize him. Absolutely. Yes. Because his glory will identify him very, very easily, I think. But mm-hmm. if he was to, to appear before us just as, an, as, a, as a normal human being with a shaven face, wearing a suit, would, would we recognize him? And I don't think that we would. And I think that's the point. Like, that would be on purpose. You know, he would do that to, to keep his, his glory from us. So, but yeah, you're, you're right. We, we could very well see him not in his glory before his official second coming. But when he does come officially, the whole world will see it and acknowledge it and know that it's happening
0: yeah yeah okay well i think that that wraps it up for the numbers conversation because i can't think of any more numbers can you that would be significant for our listeners
1: not that i can think of um
0: those are the big ones guys Those are the big ones yeah you know so so
1: let me just go i have a list here let me just go through the list one more time uh of some some of these significant numbers so one represents unity, unity and it also marks the beginning three is completeness or divine perfection, so you can think of in terms of the Godhead.
0: And also completeness is another number seven as well, guys.
1: And then, yeah, so seven is spiritual perfection and completeness as well. Ten is ordinal perfection, so everything in its proper order. Mm. Twelve would have the significance of totality or wholeness, so think of the the twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve apostles, uh, even twelve months, that sort of thing. Yes.
0: Um,
1: Thirteen which is, that's got some strange connotations in, yes, it does. in yes. modern day American culture, but 13 would represent rebellion, apostasy, corruption,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: disintegration. So really? it's sort of the is opposite it really? almost of 12. Yeah. Wow. Um, interestingly, the number 14 represents the Messiah, which I did not know that.
0: Oh, that is interesting.
1: Uh, 40 designates a time of radical transition or transformation. Mm-hmm. 70, we talked about that being a composite of 7 times 10. This represents spiritual order, uh, spiritual perfection and order, both emphasized. Um, 100 is a composite of 10 times 10, so ordinal perfection times ordinal perfection. So this could represent a millennium or also exaltation in the celestial kingdom, for example. Hmm. Uh, So there's some interesting numbers there for us to, to consider.
0: Yeah, let's just be pondering that. And then as we keep reading the scriptures, if a number pops out, you know, write it down and study it. See if you can't find it in other places and if it has some, some symbolism behind it.
1: But, you know, another interesting thing is, is when, when uh, one of Jesus Christ's disciples say, hey, how many times should I forgive my brother?
0: Seventy times
1: seven. Is, is, is seven right? times enough? Seven times is going to be enough, right, Lord? He's like, uh, no, 70 t- seven times seven, right?
0: So, right. That's interesting, uh, seven, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it, and, and again, seven is spiritual perfection. If you think right. it in, that, in that sense. So if you are able to forgive someone 70 times seven, you are spiritually perfected, I suppose, at that point in time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and within the LDS culture, too, there's some numbers like that you get the priesthood when you're 12, right? And then right. 14, I think you move uh, up.
1: Uh, 14 is when you then become, when you, you move up from becoming a deacon to becoming a priest
0: or a teacher, when you become, I'm sorry, I, sorry,
1: a deacon to a, a teacher. And then yep. priest 16. comes in at 16.
0: Yep. So, see, even with these numbers, you're getting—it's significant because you're getting more power. You're getting more priesthood power that comes with these numbers too within our religion. Anyway, pretty cool to think about.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on tonight. You're welcome. And my pleasure. We'll we'll do this again because I'm getting this rolling right along, and I know that (laughs) people—people want this. They need this. So
1: awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to help out.
0: And Aaron's in Japan, you guys, so he's just early starting his day. It's morning and I'm just going to bed here in an hour. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're awesome, Aaron, and let's do it again soon. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: If you're enjoying this podcast, could you do me a favor? If you know somebody who's into emergency preparedness or talking about the last days, could you send them to soundthewarcry at gmail.com? and I'll interview them for this podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great day.